Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and whoever keeps mailing me envelopes full of worms and animal bones, reveal yourself. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, the planets. What are they? What are they doing? And what are we doing about this? Witches in the news and a spell to banish the doubt demon. How you doing? I'm doing weird. <laughs> We're both sick right now, so that's fun. I'm getting a little bit better. I had the flu right after New Year's, and then you now have this other thing. It's probably flu-esque <sighs> cousin of the flu. Gerald. I'm at the point where I'm like sweating it out at night, oh, so yeah. I'm on the come up. Don't laugh at me. I'm on the come up. <laughs> I like you say come up. <laughs> come up. I'm on the come up, but it's fine. So if we cough, we apologize, and I'm just going to try to not cough while you're talking. Slash maybe I'll just try not to say that many sentences because this is what happens to my voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had a lot of big things happen while we were gone. I had a few. I have a niece now. Her name is Charlotte Louise Herter. She is, or she was, 6 pounds, 8 ounces, 19 and 3 quarters inches. And I love her. And she had hair. She was born with hair. She was born with hair, thank God. Also, but I did not realize, and once Charlotte starts cataloging things her aunt says, like, <laughs> 20 years from now, babies are born with, like, fucking demon eyes. Oh, they're terrifying. I never knew. Yeah. I thought they just came out, and it's like, oh, your eyes are blue. No. Mm -mm. It's, like, black holes. Because so they've that's been a little in the weird. darkness this whole time. They haven't needed their eyes, really. Shit, that makes a lot of sense. But it's scary. I thought they just came out like tiny little alien forms. But no, they're like weird eyes and like old people hands. Oh, yeah. Their hands look very elderly. And ha yeah. they have nails, Like too. I want them to be moisturized. You would think if you had nails, like your hands would be okay. But is it just like extra skin that they're going to grow into? Or like how? <sighs> weird. I don't know. Anyway, she's great and beautiful and a precious she's treasure. She's gorgeous. She's so cute. She has the fly style. I bought like $100 worth of her clothes, so I know she does. She looks <laughs> really good. And from what I heard, she's like a really relaxed, sleepy, happy baby. Really? That's so good. Because mm -hmm. not all babies are like that. That's true. Were you a good baby? Do you I know? was. <gasps> I was a good baby, too. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah, my mom was like, if your brother were born first, we wouldn't have had a second baby. <laughs> Because he was a monster. But I was a fucking angel. And then you also went to a wedding. How was the wedding? The wedding was very, very pretty. It was cute. I cried. Those Mar pictures were gorgeous. Huh? Those pictures were gorgeous. Thank you. I spent hours doing my makeup. So, yes. You looked great. I looked great. And that dress. Oh, my God. You looked like a movie star. Thank you. That's how I feel every day. Finally, I'm getting recognized for it. <laughs> but it was so good. Marcel did a best man speech. And he fucking nailed it. He was Aww. like the first one to go and he just slaughtered. No one compared. One story kind of compared, but like he did a really great job and did a lot of research and was very worried about it. Aww. But out of the park. 
I also have a screening of my film, Good Girl, in Brooklyn this mm. month. Where at, Ma? It's called 61 Local. It's a brewery in Brooklyn, so it's an intimate screening there. And it will be at 7.30 p.m. on January 31st. Do we need tickets? No. You just show up. You just show up. And hope that there's space. It's free. Sick. Free 99. You probably need to, like, buy a drink or something, but you should buy a drink anyway. Why not? Yeah. That'd be awesome. But I'm very excited that my film is getting a screening. In Brooklyn. In and Brooklyn. everyone should come. And everyone in Brooklyn should come. Wait, Guys, how are we going to know? God, raise your hand. <laughs> how are we going to know it's you? It will say directed by. No, like you as a mean? person. How are people going to find you? They're going to look for the one that's a movie star and they'll be like, oh, it's her. What Ooh. if they get it confusing and they think I'm you? Well, they should go, Alicia. <laughs> I'll turn around and look confused and then they'll be like, ah, oh, it's her. Also, just come up and say hi. Yeah. Fucking weirdos. Like, Anti-social nuts. Witches, get it together. Do not be afraid. Come join us. Come see my movie. Come it's see free. Come drinks. drink with us. Oh my gosh. Shit. Yes. Witches meet up? Witches meet up to watch Alicia's short film? Yeah. And then we can like pray to Satan after. Thank you, Satan, for this bread. How is your fitness going? You, huh? you want to come to me now? I'm asking you a question. You could ask me how my fitness is going, but you didn't. So I'm asking you how your fitness is going. Could you want to talk about your fitness? Because no, my fitness really, is not going. I'm really sad about my fitness, actually, because I was doing so well and then I've been so busy the last few weeks. And when I've been working, it's been like literally 16 hour days. So I have not had time to go to the gym. Me neither. And now I can't really breathe. Yeah. So I feel like it's not a good time. <laughs> I can't really breathe. Exactly. So my goal is that I'll feel better next week and I can go back. Because I saw Planet Fitness. They took that money out of my account. So I got to go back. <laughs> yeah. I was just like fucking bedridden for four days, basically. Yeah. I did not eat for almost 48 hours. That would make you bedridden. Were you throwing it up? or did Yeah. You, anything oh, I put into my body, I threw up. So I just like didn't eat anything. I just laid here in sweat. And there was like one point in the middle of the night, I was like on all fours on my bed. I had kicked off all my covers. So my bed was really more like a sort of an altar. Mm -hmm. Teal and pink flower decorated altar and I'm just like goo and snot is escaping all of my orifices mm -hmm. and there was a part of me and I was sweating so much and I was just like in tears and I was like am I giving birth to like some kind of gelatin demon Ew. I know like gelatin. have I been have I been chosen as a vessel for like a goo spawn that is like accumulating mass inside my body to like burst forth and like take over fucking new york city i hope it's that green ghost from ghostbusters no that's my fucking nightmare you guys the slimer slime. slimer oh yeah the little slimer baby well i've been fucking spitting up little slimer babies all around new york city and you know what's gross so is everyone else though so like you're in there's so company. much spit on the ground yeah there is and it's I, really fucking gross it's like we have all just become like 80 year old men with the black lung who like have given up on any kind of like social understanding of what it's what is okay for a human being to do yeah i saw a man's snot rocket ew i was like how do you have that kind of dexterity and aim not to hit someone yeah Ugh. give that man a medal give that man that the man should go to the olympics guinness world records over here who is this man? Who is Gowanus Man? Let's make who him are famous. you? But yeah, so I have him working out. I visited my family. They're fine. Everyone who was shitty to me over break about how I didn't love my family. I don't know, man. All I ever say is how much I love your family. So I just don't appreciate it when you talk about not loving them. I love them so much. I had so many stories. Mm -hmm. 
My little brother and I fought a little bit, but it's fine. We always fight. Sean, I love you. <laughs> he doesn't listen. He could one My day. mother doesn't even listen. She maybe listens to the first 20 minutes and she's like, well, I'm tired. It is exhausting. <laughs> but the coolest thing that I got for Christmas besides love. <laughs> besides the endless vast amounts of love she receives from her family. Was one of my best friends, Marvin, bought me this crystal knife. So I know this is like an audio medium you can't necessarily see but this is this fucking crystal dagger it's all crystal and the tip i think got broken a little bit in transit but it was like pretty sharp could you like re oh yeah i bet i could i might need special tools to like resharpen it yeah i think the funniest fucking thing though about this dagger is the handle because it 100% looks like a fucking g-spot dildo it is a dildo it's like curved and everything it's dual purpose it's dual purpose there was like a minute where i was like is this real is this what this is supposed to be and i think it's not like it's just supposed to be a handle but i was like when is it okay to buy your friend a dildo it's always okay could i buy you a dildo i'm like mad you haven't yet how long have you known me you would probably buy me I don't the know best what sh- dildo I ever. I would. I have great like, selection. Like, really, you should know me that well. That you'd be like, this would satisfy all your needs. But I don't, it, it seems also like a little presumptuous, though. No. For me to be like, I know that like you have your own sexual needs that like you are like privy to, but let me tell you what you need in your, or around your vagina. Okay, or but if anus. it's presumptuous... And I get, like, haughty about it, but then I use it, I'll be like, yeah, she was right. She was right. Tara was right. Tara was right, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, so I haven't, Marv, if you're listening, I definitely have not masturbated with this fucking beautiful dagger you've given me. She definitely has not, wink. Shut up. No, I haven't. I would never, because it's probably porous, right? Like, I don't know how you clean crystal if it's been, like, in... I don't know. Throw it in salt. Put it in the moonlight. Like, put it in the moonlight. Fucking cleanse it. If you get a, if you get a yeast infection, it's because you're not even a witch, Tara. What if that were it? You got to try it. test. Out. You got get back to me on that tomorrow. Oh god. We'll update in the next episode how this went. Bedridden or all powerful. Update. Tara has a whole, her vagina's fallen out. That is the ultimate form of being a witch. No earthly bounds anymore. I love it. So let's talk about planets. Ooh, you sound so excited. Let's talk about planets. I'm sick, so I'm, I'm very excited, and everything I say, it just sounds like I'm not. <laughs> well, we've had actually, like, a lot of, like, excitement built up on, like, social media. I've had listeners, like, messaging me and be like, I'm so excited for this episode. And I'm like, I didn't get ready to be let down. Get ready to be so disappointed. <laughs> Here we go. Planets. Planets. What are they? Let's talk about planets. What are planets, Alicia? I don't know. They're, like, I'm, I'm a little nervous about them. I'm afraid of things that I don't understand. I'm basing this whole discussion off of Sailor Scouts. <gasps> this just hit you right now. We Mercury beat all of our research and only now I didn't you even think inc- of them. No, I such a That's the only thing I think of when I think of planets. Really? Who's your favorite? Guys, it's planet Mars. She's what? everyone's favorite. She's not everyone's favorite. Who's your favorite? I like well, I like two. But you know the right answer is Mars. No, neither of them are that. Okay. So tell me why you like Mars, and then I'll tell you the right answer. Because everyone likes Mars. You just, like, want to be like everybody else? Yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> she has two ravens. That's pretty fucking cool. That's pretty She's fucking also, like, a dope. priestess. 
at a temple. Yeah. She also like hates the protagonist. It's but they love awesome. each other. It's like she hates, but she loves her. She probably still just hates her. She probably would have like killed her to try to take the crown. Like one of those. Things. <gasps> I'm the moon princess now, bitch. I get Prince Darien now. Anyway, my favorite is when I was a little girl, mm-hmm. I went to Grey Clips because I am a middle child of five. Yep. And I asked the woman to give me a haircut like Sailor Mercury. Aww, and she did. Nerd. I know. I was like, give me that anime haircut. And I liked her because she was smart. Yeah. And then like my sexual awakening was Sailor Uranus. Basically, it was like the first time That's I fair. ever had a crush on someone. And I was like, I'm very confused. That's fair. What are you? That's very fair. That's really funny that you like Sailor Mercury with how much you shit on the planet Mercury once we get to that. <laughs> Anyways, rewind. All rewind. Right, right. So something that was really important to me as far as this discussion goes, and really any of these discussions, is like tracing where these ideas come from and the idea that everything comes from somewhere. Like people didn't just like wake up one morning and decide this is what's up. And this is how it's going to be. And this is like whatever. Well, sometimes they do. It seems like no one is creating content or ideas in a vacuum. I was really interested in where the idea of the planets and the stars affecting us comes from. Before the age of telescopes, the night sky was thought to consist of two things. Fixed stars, which remain motionless in relationship to each other in the night sky. And wandering stars. And and it has like this Latin name. Can you say it? Asteris planetae. So the Asteris planetae moved relative to the fixed stars over the course of a year. And because these wandering stars move freely and sometimes actually move in the opposite direction, which is what we call retrograde, some people personified these lights, thinking them gods and goddesses moving through the cosmos. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So something that I found really interesting was modern astrologers sort of have these different ideas of how planets influence us besides them being like, actual personified gods one theory is that the planets exert some sort of power directly through gravitational or other forces others hold that the planets have no direct influence in themselves but that they mirror the basic organization principles of the universe so the idea is that there are these like patterns that continue to repeat themselves to the largest structures all the way down to the smallest structures have you ever seen like images of what are they called like galaxy clusters and stuff like that and super clusters Mm -hmm. and how they look like brain cells and the idea that like those patterns continually repeat throughout our universe and that it's not so strange to think that the way that the planets are aligned is really just like a larger version of a pattern that exists within your psyche or within your soul or whatever you want to call it in other words the basic patterns of the universe repeat themselves everywhere in this fractal-like fashion. This is where the idea of as above, so below sort of comes from. I like it now that you've explained it, and I'm not just looking off of an outline because I literally wrote, WTF is that supposed to mean? (laughs) As above, so below. I was like, what is happening? But this makes a lot more sense. So people didn't always have telescopes. We know this from science class. Someone had to invent it, basically. For a long time we only knew of the planets what we could see with the human the naked human eye there are sort of these important planets when the idea of like these personalized planets and then these sort of what's the word i'm looking for not so important planets not so important planets. no they are tangential planets they're like the generational the other planets (laughs) the other ones so here's the seven is that big daddy the sun that zaddy zaddy 
the son is definitely a zaddy. <laughs> He's keeping us all alive. That's some zaddy action. Little Mama the Moon, that fuckboy Mercury. That Tara apparently loves. Only when she's a beautiful anime girl with blue hair. Fuck Buddy, Venus. Yeah. Angry older brother, Mars. That makes sense. The older sister that slays, Jupiter. And the young... <laughs> and the bratty younger sibling that always calls you on your bullshit, Saturn. Fuck you, Saturn. Fuck you, Saturn. Don't Saturn's look, really great, though. Don't look inside I actually inside really me. liked Saturn when I... <laughs> did research for it so these are called the classic planets or the classical planets and they're seen by the naked eye because we couldn't see them any other way which i call bullshit because i can't see any of these planets <laughs> you can see them you just might not know which ones they are can you see the stars can you see the moon not in Alicia? new york yeah okay well can you see the moon i can see the moon well if you can see the moon i can see the sun but apparently you're not supposed to look at it no you're not so just even to like divvy this up even further, the sun and the moon are often referred to as the lights or the luminaries. Something that I also found is that Vesta, which is the largest asteroid in the asteroid belt, and Uranus, you can actually see with the naked eye, but nobody okay, but was I fucking can't. paying attention. Where are they? I, well, I don't fucking know. I can't see them. Well, if you can't see them and I can't see them, who can see them? We have bad vision, Alicia. You have glasses. Yeah, that doesn't mean I have good vision. I okay, bought this off the internet. Apparently you can see this with the naked eye. Yeah, but no one... But will. not our naked eyes. Anyway, the classical planets are divided even further with the sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars being classified as the personal planets that rule over an individual's personal characteristics. And then Jupiter and Saturn, so-called the transpersonal or transcendent planets, as they represent a transition from the inner personal planets to the outer modern impersonal planets those the those gaseous <laughs> gassy planets and these planets can define entire years as we'll see with saturn and jupiter and the outer planets can influence entire generations so millennials i found out all have the same sign in pluto and it's scorpio fuck yeah bitches and that's why we're so fucking moody yeah and intense and ridiculous people. We're ridiculous people. And fucking 1996 and on, they have fucking Pluto in Sagittarius. And that's why the, they are the way they are. Yeah. That makes sense because isn't Pluto not a planet anymore? So they tried to like cancel Pluto the same way that the older generations try to cancel us? Yeah. Are those correlated? As above, so, so below. below. Ooh, this is getting spooky. The lights flicker. Okay, so my not favorite planet, definitely just a friend planet, mm -hmm. Mercury. Tell us more. Just a friend. I'm not looking for anything serious. It's the tiniest one, right? It's no. the tiniest one. Is Pluto the tiniest one? Is Pluto a planet? We can't decide that. We're not the government. Oh, my God. We're just women alone in my bedroom. So I'm Mercury. I'm going to call NASA. Fucking call them up. Okay. They ain't answer my phone calls anymore. Maybe they answer you. They might. We'll see. Basically, sometimes the biggest assholes come in the smallest packages. Mercury, we know it. We love to hate it. Changes signs every three to four weeks because it's screaming around the sun so fucking fast. It's ruled by Gemini and Virgo. Mercury rules over mind and communication. It represents the principles of thinking patterns, rationality, and reasoning. Mercury governs schooling and education, the immediate environment of neighbors, siblings, and cousins, transportation over short distances, messages, basically all forms of communication, including email, 
telephone, and your regular snail mail. Newspapers, journalism, writing, all information gathering skills and physical dexterity. So, did you accidentally hit send on that long email to your ex about all the toxic bullshit she pulled during your six-month relationship in college? Problem number one, why are you writing an email to your ex? Fucking, you don't do that. You just write, like, long no. letters to them, and then you don't send them because you need to get it out. I don't know emails are. Why would I ever talk to my ex through email? Well, but if you don't have a blog and you don't have a diary... I will just text them. <laughs> okay, so then what if you're texting your shitty toxic ex but you don't have any intention to actually send it. You just want to get it all out, and then you accidentally hit send. Then that's the weight I have to bear. (laughs) Did you biff it really bad at the big track meet in front of Chelsea, the cutest girl in school, Chelsea, with the dimples and the big brown eyes? Did you get trapped on the F train for 45 minutes, making you late for work in Gowanus when you could have just walked 30 minutes if you'd gotten up on time? But no, Tara, you wanted to sleep in because you were out late again, desperately trying to fill the void in your heart from your last relationship. And now you're going to lose an hour of pay. That sounds like Mercury in retrograde. Yeah. Yikes. 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 Just quick notes about retrogrades. And we're going to go over this, not this episode, but the next one is retrogrades are the visual illusion of a planet reversing direction in the sky so prograde is when the planet is moving west to east and they're just scrolling past with all those fixed stars but because of the relative position of the planets our earth and our orbit around the sun the planets will appear to change direction for a short period of time they'll actually move east to west and then loop back again to moving west to east and that's what's called retrograde i hate that it's an optical illusion and i get so caught up in that because are we not just causing retrograde on ourselves by saying it i mean maybe yes but also it's like i definitely feel like whenever mercury is in retrograde like my shit just fucks up and i don't even know what's happening and then someone will be like it's okay tara that like you stepped in dog shit eight times today that's a lot and you didn't even leave your house and you you don't have a dog people don't pick it up in park slope why not because it takes too much work. Oh, I hate these fucking... <laughs> the dog walkers of Park Slope at it again. <laughs> but I read something that made a little bit more sense to me because I've always struggled conceptually understanding what retrograde is. And so what I read was retrograde motion isn't a real phenomena. It's just an optical illusion. But since Mercury's orbit is faster and smaller than Earth's is... The planet frequently catches up to and then passes Earth. When this happens, the smaller planet appears to be backtracking through the sky. Oh. (laughs) That makes more sense to me. Because I was like, why are we just fucking making shit up all the time? When it's like, no, okay, it's actually just like, whoop, whoop, whoop. It's just doing like twirls around us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But why is that Mercury retrograde so bad? So basically, it scrambles information. It causes static and confusion. You want to talk about Mercury being the planet of communication, the planet of reasoning. Mercury and retrograde episodes are highly unreliable to sign contracts, complete important transactions, access accurate information, make any big decisions. I feel like I'm having a really difficult time communicating whenever Mercury's in retrograde. I say what I don't mean, and I don't say what I actually mean. So the next Mercury in retrograde isn't until March, and it's basically all of March. I hated March anyway. That's a bad month, man. But the worst part is, is that there's a couple more throughout the year, with the last one being all of Scorpio season. Okay, so I'm going to plan my birthday party now. Yeah. And it'll be fine. We'll plan it now, but then it's like, you know. Okay, I'm going to plan for chaos now. Okay, yeah. So when chaos is happening, 
best birthday ever. Because people might just forget the date, or it's like you know, it's how could anyone forget the date of my birthday? It's October I mean, 29th. Everyone should know it. <laughs> what the Facebook invite is gonna get lost because it's Mercury retrograde. Okay, but you you send it out before Mercury goes into retrograde. That's true. So it actually it so your birthday is at the very beginning of Scorpio season in October. Yes. The Mercury in retrograde doesn't start until the 30th. Oh, fuck. I'm fine. I know. You're going to be fine. So this, this is really about time. me. This is about me. <laughs> okay, not everything's about you. I have That's stake in this as well. That's a fucking lie. And you know everything's about me. I'm kidding. Don't We're look at me like each that. Other. I'm so sorry. I take okay. it back. I'm sick. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so... That's Mercury. I have a lot of feelings about it. It is definitely not my favorite planet, just my favorite Sailor Scout. So Venus. Venus is all about love and money. Ooh. Ooh. Two Desires. things that go hand in hand. Desires. Value. Pleasure. Beauty. I like this planet. What's the downside? I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Alicia's my desire. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Venus changes signs every four to five weeks it's a little bit slower than mercury it's the ruling planet of harmonious libra and fuckboy taurus so we often think of venus as the goddess of love and sexuality but venus also rules over our finances venus can give us clues into how we spend our money and the types of gifts we buy the luxuries we choose to bring into our lives and also those that we choose not to bring into our lives venus is content to spread happiness and tenderness all the while teaching us how to love and appreciate others and the things we possess so I imagine it as Venus being a very attractive planet. The people and the things that you attract into your life mm. and that you want to hold close. And the idea that like in your chart, but also whenever people are making astrological predictions, the sign that Venus is in talks about how much gambling we're going to do, how much spending we're going to do, how many drinks we're going to go buy when we go on that date with that guy or like, you know, that kind of stuff. That's Venus for me. I love it. I'm all about Venus. Shit, that one sounds cool. Yeah, we can stop that episode now. All right, that's a cut. Let's go to Witches in the News. <laughs> I have more planets. I know. I have I three know. more planets. There's so many planets. I know. I don't know why. All right, but I like Venus. I'll fuck with Venus. Next up is Mars. Next up is Mars. So Mars is a sign of drive and energy and passion. It changes signs every six to seven weeks. It's the ruling planets of Aries and Scorpio. Those Scorpio whoop, has whoop. another planet is it pluto yes oh, okay because we just can't just have one so mars is associated with confidence and self-assertion aggression sexuality energy strength ambition impulsiveness mars governs sports competitions and physical activities in general and it's everyone's favorite sailor i can't show. believe you fucking wrote that into my notes i didn't even see this until now i don't know why you don't read my Yours, notes they're I, in purple i don't read them because I like to be surprised. That's fine. So does that, wait, does everyone have their Mars in Scorpio? I put, I have my Mars in Scorpio. Not everyone has their Not Mars everyone. in Scorpio. Mine, well, our birthdays are next to each other. My Mars is also in Scorpio. That makes a lot of sense. I was reading it said that people who have Mars in Scorpio have, want to experience super highs and lows. They would rather feel that than just like an average day where I laughed a little and cried a little, but it was pretty normal. It's like, I want to be dying of laughter are dying of sadness. <laughs> I want to feel alive. I do both often. Yeah, that's due to Mars being in Scorpio. Wow, I didn't realize that. Wow, I know. Isn't that cool? Way to fuck us up. Way to fuck it. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, Mom, for having me 
at just the best time for all of all of this emotional discontent. All right, Jupiter is up next. Jupiter. Also, I feel like I really like Sailor Jupiter too because she had brown hair. She had fucking electricity. I know she had that like a fucking awesome. antenna. That was really cool. And she's green. I really liked her. And you she know, was a tomboy. Like, they were all really cool. I think that's the plot twist. <laughs> all the Sailor Scouts were actually like really fucking awesome i don't know why we have to pit women against each other we really shouldn't that was really rude of us we should stop newsflash which is in the news tara and alicia finally come to a point in their lives at the age of 27 where they realize that they don't have to pit women against each other and they shouldn't compare themselves to the successes and struggles of other women because everyone sailor scout especially anime girls Uh, okay so jupiter 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 is the planet of luck growth and wisdom Mm mm-hmm it changes signs every 12 to 13 months. So basically, it happens once a year, and it can define an entire year. Jupiter is the ruling planet of Sagittarius, so it's in its home sign for the next year. Astrologically speaking, Jupiter is associated with the principles of growth, expansion, prosperity, and good fortune. And I once read that Jupiter is the planet of plenty, that the good and the bad expands and bloats with Jupiter. Hmm. So Jupiter governs long distance and foreign travel, big business and wealth. Some of the bad things that can be associated with this planet, though it's considered to be a very lucky planet, is blind optimism and overindulgence. So Jupiter is also associated with the god Zeus, if we're going to like sort of be talking about lots of different gods and planets, who is the king of gods, the god of sky and thunder. And I the feel god like of blind optimism and overindulgence. Fucking overindulgence as hell. He's overindulgence with women, with yeah. war. I feel like nobody has bigger dick energy than fucking Zeus. He's just like the biggest, the most opulent, the most intense, the most hedonistic. I'm sorry, please do not smite me. So all of these qualities of Jupiter, the god, Jupiter, the giant gas planet, can be transitioned or sort of mirrored in chart reading and astrological predictions. So Saturn is a very moody planet. It is the planet of discipline, fear, and challenges. Also maturity, structure, work ethic, karma and prestige slash status slash authority. Oh, I hate it already. Makes See? me nervous. It's so bossy. It's a very bossy it's planet. It's a bossy planet. So it stays in each sign for two to three years. Saturn is the ruling planet of Capricorn. But through some other research, apparently, before they found out about Uranus, Aquarius was also attached to Saturn. And then as soon as they found out about Uranus, Aquarius, like, popped over to that planet. So it's kind of like... Who gets to decide this? I don't know. Like, who gets to decide? Like, whenever they found out about Pluto, they were like, well, they didn't just, like, push Scorpio over to Pluto. Like, we get two planets. Oh, yeah. Mars and Pluto. I don't get it. Yeah. So, like, I want to know who's making these decisions about my planets and my chart and my Aquariuses. Yeah. Some things like these should just be fixed. And if it's wrong, we're just going to go down with the ship. Yeah. All together in flames. It doesn't matter. Who gets to decide this? <laughs> I read something that said with Saturn, we reap what we sow and that it's the whistleblower of the planets. It'll either help you achieve what you need done productively or it'll send you back to the drawing board. Oh, I don't like this bossy ass planet. I do not no. like being told. I don't like being called on my bullshit. Mm-mm. I like to feel as if I am. All that is in me is the kimono. And if you look past the kimono to view the hideous skeleton within my flesh, I crumble what's even fucking worse about saturn i'm sorry what's great and wonderful and exciting about saturn we have this thing called the saturn returns has anyone ever heard of it no no never never tell me because i didn't fucking hear about it until my friend casey talked about it 
at drinks the other day, like a week ago. And I was like, excuse me? I like Casey. She's cool. She's very cool. So Saturn Returns is kind of like a midlife crisis. So every 29 and a half years, Saturn returns to the planet. What? What? (laughs) He comes back. I'm just listening to you and I'm back. He's like, hey, I know you're in there. Come on out. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. And I got some shit to tell you because it's time to grow the fuck up. So Saturn returns to the sign that it was in when you were born. And this can happen anywhere between 27 and 30. So we should probably look up when it's going to happen to us because it could be going on right now. But what you should understand about Saturn returns is that you're going to feel it. You're going to feel a sense of urgency. You're going to feel the presence and pressure of time. You are going to be given opportunities to grow the fuck up and get fucking real with your life. Saturn sees the questionable choices that you've made in your early 20s that are not in alignment with your true destiny and your true vision about who you want to be. And a lot of people will experience intense depression. Wow, that's fun. And feel extremely disconnected and confused during the Saturn return. One advice that I got as I looked this up for the Saturn return is to get used to letting go of what's not working. To really like, I think that we make a lot of decisions about who we are and what we want maybe I'm just projecting but I feel like sometimes when I make a decision I feel like I have to hold that decision forever because I cannot admit that like I was wrong or that something that I thought was good for me maybe wasn't and that like I will and this is a Scorpio thing too is that I am so fucking loyal to people that I'm with and I will like go down with the ship Mm -hmm. to just prove that I am loyal and to prove that I was right and that I did care about this and that this meant something And that like, that's like a really big thing I'm also working on is like recognizing when things are not good for me Mm -hmm. and being okay with being wrong. Because there's a kind of vulnerability that comes with that. That's scary, I suppose. Anyway, so I'm going to look I want to know. I've never been wrong. (laughs) Fucking. This is what it's like to be best friends (laughs) with. She was looking at me with such earnest and understanding. And I felt like she was tearing up. But I think it was just her eyes are watering from because she's trying not to cough. Okay, okay. so this has been Planets with Tara. With Neil deGrasse Tyson. This this has been Cosmos, just the first five. With Bill Nye the Science Guy. They hate us. Bill, 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 Bill. (laughs) Bill, why don't you answer my calls? Bill. So up next. (gasps) Is it? Could it be? What's in the sky? A bird. A plane. It's a witch. It's a witch on a broomstick. Duh. Or a bird. No, it's fucking Baba Yaga. It's fucking it's witches in the news, guys. You know what's coming. Settle the fuck down. All right. According to too many articles on the internet, 2018 was the American Woman's Year of the Witch. Congratulations, everyone. And congratulations for listening to us in 2019. It may not be trendy anymore. (laughs) But a Huffington Post article states, At heart, the current surge in witchcraft among American women in films is about the power of female healing and uprising in a world that seeks in every way to harm us and tamp us down. Here we are, witches, all uniting, because fuck that bullshit. And of course, lots of white women are currently into witchcraft. Hello, we are here. Hello. Hello. But... It was also a good year for witches of color because they were incredibly abound and in the spotlight, especially through social media platforms and blogs. Santeria, Wicca, Yoruba, and Hoodoo 
illuminated traditions and customs of different cultures and created feminist intersectionality at its best. Good job, witches. Let's keep this up. This is good. And it also, witchcraft transcends generational lines. Older women are also in the trend of witchcraft and have been practicing it for oh way longer than we have. Oh, shit. Which is amazing because it gives us little millennial witches someone to look up to. And that's really important, too, is like mm-hmm. I think a lot of times generations are pitted against one another. And I don't sense that in the same way. Maybe a little bit, but it's definitely not as bad as it is anywhere else. Yeah. If anything, we just have to use the internet for longer in our lives. Well, I know how to set up a Gmail account. Yeah. And I'll help you, Grandmama. Yeah, Grandma Witch. Yeah, Grandma Witch. And then we can all get emails, and it'll be great. And then we'll know when to show up to the Sabbat. That's really it. We gotta figure out our meetups. <laughs> Anyways, in not-so-great news, widespread lynching of witches, in quotes, in Papua New Guinea. At least 20 murders linked to sorcery accusations in the past few years, and dozens more of violent attacks. Although belief in sorcery and witchcraft has been common among Papua New Guinea since forever, these lynchings themselves are a new phenomena. And this is believed to be due to high levels of uncertainty due to dramatic economic, social, and cultural changes. There has also been a gross emergence of people known as glassmen, G-L-A-S-M-A-N, who are opportunist diviners who travel the country detecting witches for money. Oh, no. Which obviously increases the amount of so-called witches being persecuted. Yeah, of course, because you want fucking money. Oh, my God, that's the same thing that happened with the witch hunters in Europe and in America. Yeah. It's just making its fucking rounds across the globe. How is that even possible that, like, there's so much history that those people are fucking fraud? I think it's, How like... How do you detect a witch? Technolo- technological advances and different stuff are not at the same level as they are here in Papua New Guinea. And so I think it's just misinformation or no one knows or that's a broad statement to be like no one knows but just there's still such tribe culture there that when someone is accused of witchcraft it becomes like mom mentality yeah so it becomes this very very scary thing well like if there's so much like economic unrest and and like socio-political unrest in that area in those islands all around like People are willing to, and this happens everywhere, and it happens in communities no matter how small, as everyone's looking for a scapegoat. Yeah. God, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Very sad. And we had talked about India a little bit. They're still doing their thing. But this was the first thing I've heard about Papua New Guinea. So it's interesting reading the articles about it and how this just violence is just having a moment right now. Yeah. Just very scary. And it's always, well, it said actually in some places it's all directed towards women and in other places it's all directed towards men. So it kind of just depends where you live, who like the majority of these threats are taking place. Who has the power and who has the property. Exactly. And who can we bring down to elevate ourselves? Yeah. Jesus. I know. Sad news. (sighs) How do we help? these people like i don't have any money or power to do anything but it is like people are dying like in a very particular way and it's strange that there is this parallel happening in in the western world in our country that is like the elevation of like witch and woo woo yeah we're in like south asia like people are being murdered in front of their grandchildren and shit yeah like that woman in india Mm -hmm. with like the kid and like the next room yeah and they should fucking they chopped off her head yeah 
And I think it has more to do with their governments and how people are tried and their justice system. I don't know. I don't know what an outsider could do or even if they'd want that. Mm-hmm. Like outside influence upon them. Yeah. I think it's a very like murky gray situation. But if anyone knows of any organizations that combat lynching of people, not even witches, just lynching of people, please let us know because we'd love to hear more about it. What else? Can you give me some good news? Yeah. Tell me, is Mary Poppins a fucking witch? Bitch, that girl is a witch. I. <laughs> Did you see the new movie? I didn't see the movie. I know. Did you, you watch saw it, the though. original? No, I've never seen it. I saw a trailer of it, and they had cut it as a horror film, and it looked <laughs> so scary. It was perfect as a horror film. I was like, this shit is bonkers. Fucking a little a tablespoon of sugar makes the medicine go down to hell. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> Man, yeah. So Mary Poppins, Marie Kondo. All witches. All witches. Because I watched only the pilot of the Marie Kondo Netflix show. And she makes people interested in cleaning up their homes. That's fucking witchcraft to a T. I never want to clean shit. That's fucking psychological manipulation. And you have to be a witch to be able to pry into someone's mind like that. And tell yeah. them, it's like, you open it up, I'm opening it up as as if with a speculum. Mm-hmm. And and you're like, no, you you love to organize. No, you love to to use magic erasers. She's smiling the whole time and so supportive. Witch. Witch. Powerful. You heard it here first. Fear her. I hope it's not a problem to call a Japanese woman a witch. Oh god. Is that okay in Japan? I don't know. I don't know. She but she comes she travels all around the world. But you heard it here first. Marie Kondo's a witch. And it's cool. It's a good thing. Don't send her money. Send, send her, her treats. <laughs> Watch her show. Also in the news, speaking of entertainment, Siempre Bruja. Have you seen trailers for that? I have not. So this is a dope looking series coming to Netflix. It's a Latin drama of an African slave named Carmen who is burned at the stake for falling in love with a white Spaniard man. Cut to her resurrection in 2019 and navigating the new world. Ooh, I love this. Best part, show is in Spanish. Awesome. And it follows an Afro-Latina witch as the protagonist. Sound off to any other popular witches of color. Can you think of any? Azalea Banks. Okay, okay. All right. Also, all the girls on TV show though. Yeah, no. I was thinking TV. That was a good one, but I'm thinking TV. I think the only other one that I can think of is one that is bad, and it's from a movie I saw about a slave, a woman that was kept as a slave. I think she like did divination on these three little white girls for fun. It's like Tituba. Like what is? And then the girls pretended to be like possessed. And then got that woman killed. Is this the Salem witch trial? Like similar, <laughs> I think, and they were very Puritan. But no, it's like a bad projection. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I got nothing. So this is awesome. This is good. We can't think of anyone. That's my point. It's great we're having an Afro Latina witch star in a series. Yes, about witchcraft. Yes, and it looks like it's gonna be fucking dope. Like it's a new world, so you see all the 2019 bullshit that we're living in, and how crazy and awesome that is. Also, you see some, like, 1600s shit with, like, the beautiful gowns and the sexy Uh, Spaniard. Yes. See, perhaps. (laughs) See. See, senora. It comes out on February 1st, 2019. Boom, boom, baby. And that was Witches in the News. Thank you. I wish I could sing. I'll sing next episode. Yeah. So now we are going to transition to our final segment. Our spell of the day, which is... Fight the Doubt Demon. 
fight him. Kill him. Suck his blood. With the crystal dagger. Crystal dagger dildo. So in the gloom of winter, we all kind of feel discouraged by the snow and the cold. So this is just to fight those doubts you have in your mind about yourself, about your trajectory in life. If you currently have a Saturn in return, this is all to fight the doubt. So what you need is a black or white candle and some salt. This is a very easy spell. So you will light the candle and surround it with salt. Think of a little salt circle like in Hocus Pocus. Mm, Just surround it in salt. And you need to feel the protective light surrounding it. As you say, demons of doubt who nip at my heels, who haunt my dreams, although you're not real, get thee behind me, get thee away from my circle of light. You are banished this day. I'm going to repeat it one more time. Demons of doubt who nip at my heels, who haunt my dreams, although you're not real, get thee behind me, get thee away from my circle of light. You are banished this day. That's beautiful. I love you. And that is a, a long one. So we'll be posting that on the Instagram for you guys. Perfect. Great. For our eight followers. Thank you. All eight of you. I love each and every one of you so much. Thanks for messaging me. And thank you to the Finland Witch for the spell. Yeah, thank you, Finland Witch. Thank you. And guys, that's Witch Yes. This has been Witch Yes. The sick version. <laughs> the fever. <laughs> the fever dream. It is the fever dream. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. And also thank you to some very special people. Yes, thank you to our producer and editor, Marcel Perez. And thank you to Mallory Porter, our creative director. And one last big thank you to Kevin McLeod, who is our composer for our intro and outro music. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, everyone. And also, if you guys could, it would be super helpful if you could get on iTunes, Apple Pod, and everywhere else. Hit subscribe. Give us five stars. I hope you think we deserve five stars. Five we luminaries. Do. Five lights. Five. Give us five luminaries. Adorable. Five estrellas. Oh, you're so good. I, I'm learning a lot of Spanish, actually. I'm doing really well. You know what's fucking sick, though? And everyone, what? you need to sick leave. Sick in a cool way or sick in, like, how I'm dying? Sick in a, both of those ways. No. <laughs> sick in a cool way. Leave this in. Alicia knew that we were going to be recording a planetary podcast episode tonight. So she wore a sweater that is covered in shooting stars it is the cutest thing i've ever seen in my entire life she is so fancy and on point tonight even though she is dying i didn't do it on purpose oh she did (laughs) my word is law i forgot what we were talking about tonight (laughs) anyway anyways thanks for listening thanks guys and this has been which yes (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.